Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Taylor Rapp, former Washington Husky defensive back, and you are tuned in to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. And here we go. Uh, welcome, Circling Seattle Sports Podcast, uh, Seattle Interview Series number seven. I've got Race Porter here, uh, O'Day alum, Washington Husky. I appreciate having you on. I know you do. You wear more hats than just O'Day and you dub, which will be talked about here a little bit later. But, you know, how you doing? How, how things been? Uh, what have you been up to, you know, since... I guess, since the season. Yeah, since the season, uh, we had a nice little break. I got to zip down to Palm Springs, feel the sun for a little bit. Um, that's never, it's never bad. And then once we got back up here, we started training again. Um, I think near the end of January, we picked back up. And ever since then, we've just been training, you know, lifting pretty heavy, working on our bodies a lot, our speed, all that stuff, you know, football stuff. Um, and then about a couple of weeks ago, we started up OTAs again, which has been a lot of fun. That's practice with no football. Um, so that's always fun, just getting the vibe back and, you know, feeling everybody on the same field. There's just a certain energy to that. That's always fun. Um, so we were doing that. And then, you know, outside of that, I've just been working on my brand, um, Homs. I'm sure we'll, we'll kind of go over that a little more, but it's always fun just kind of looking at new styles, working with the manufacturing side of it, just like all the different things that go into a business, just kind of trying to learn as well as I can, all that stuff. So oh, yeah. yeah, that's about it. Keeping yourself busy, huh? Trying to. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's, uh, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later. I don't want to get too off track, but we're going to start back to, you know, our alma mater here. Uh, so it's, it's been a decent amount of time. I mean, since both of our freshman years, right. I mean, mine a little bit closer since you know but how would you say that you've changed since freshman year since you you know stepped into those halls uh obviously they've remodeled you know but what do you think if you were to look back at yourself back then what would you say is different about yourself if you were to pick if there's anything that stands out to you I would say the first thing that comes to mind would be like my support group so like way back then early on I was it was still like I had some really good friends from grade school but I still I, I don't think I had met people that I really surrounded myself with and would because once you get to that level it's not so much just you and your parents anymore you're you're out on your own a lot more and so you got to really have a good group around you and so I would just say like the biggest difference was looking back just saying like okay now I know who my group is like I know who to go to I know who's got me but I think all of that stuff does come with time so you know if if, if it was a scenario where I was going back and telling myself something uh, it'd probably just be like really pay attention to who you kind of hang out with who you are around because uh, I think a lot of that shapes you you know when you're just a young kid trying to figure out who you are um it's good to surround yourself with people that you kind of resonate with and kind of you feel the most yourself with. Yeah, so. I think high school kind of does that, at least like I remember when I was seeing it, that like you were saying with the support group, that even changes throughout those four years, you know, mm -hmm. just from uh, probably at least in my experience, it kind of you kind of could tell who was there. At least a couple of guys from first two years obviously left and, you know, did their own things and even some guys came in uh so it was yeah that I think that's a good point um what would you say O'Day has helped you with as you know overall if you would like to pick anything out from that oh man I would just say I mean as corny as it sounds to come back to the brotherhood it's just like I can't tell you how supportive and strong of a community I feel like especially the kids from my class you know I see uh, an order will pop up left and right, you know, some of my friends, and it's just like, I haven't talked to them, I haven't heard from them, but it's just like, I feel like we support each other no matter what, moving forward, you know, the, the thing that takes you beyond just the four years you have is that brotherhood, and I feel like anyone, even, even not just the class, just anyone who, you know, it's always all day class of whatever, like, it's something you're proud about, and you, and you share that with certain people, and that's just something that, makes the bond a little deeper and I think that's what really what really O'Day taught me and and gave me for the rest of my life yeah I know that it's it's funny you say that because whenever people ask me that same thing it's like well everybody kind of knows about the brotherhood idea but I mean it 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 wasn't some just shtick at least to me I was it, it mm -hmm. made sense to me and it was legitimate to me you know mm -hmm. so uh 
do you have a few favorite memories that you'd want to pick out? Because I know it's four years and so much happens in those four years. But if there's anything that was defining to you, you know, whether it was, oh, were you, uh, did you guys have house games at the time? Or was that a little we bit? Were, we were the first. Yeah, we were where we were, it was starting <laughs> up. Yeah. That's definitely fun. Okay. Yeah. I can think of two things. I can think of like a funny one and a more serious one. Um, I'd say a funny one was at the house games. I remember my team made it to the championship basketball game and I dunked and we ended up winning. And when I dunked, everyone went crazy. And it was just like, this is really just a period of school right now. Like, and we're playing a a (laughs) basketball game and people are going crazy. Like, I'm sure you know how funny that that stuff would be. Um, And then my other one would be, Probably our basketball team going to the state championship my senior year. That was that's all. Anytime you go to the state championship, you know, no matter what happens or how it unfolds, that's a big deal. Um, it's such a loaded state with good teams, and I think shout out to Quinn and Ben. That was we were the three amigos during that run. Um, but just that semifinals game was so awesome. And then I played some of my friend or one of my good friends, Sam Cunliffe. He obviously went to O'Day. We played him in the championship, so it's just fun to see that kind of stuff go full circle. And I played with Sam and Blanchett too for a little bit. Like, it's just, you just want nothing but the best for these people because you grew up with them. So that was, a, that was an awesome experience. But yeah, I'd say those are my two. Yeah, I know. Just uh, ever since I remember coming in and you, you were right, whenever uh, we would have, well, there's house football. Um, I even got my Kilkenny sticker here. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, just you know thinking exact i was like this is part of class well this is part of the school day like Mm -hmm. uh just ridiculous um this one's a little bit not as you know we go from talking about you know uh the importance of brotherhood we go to favorite place to eat around a day that was always the thing people you know was what what was your go-to spot i'm i i don't think i can pick one i gotta go with like three or four to be honest oh yeah okay i'm going yosh obviously Blue Water, yep. Poroshki, and the sandwich shop. I'm blanking. Is it George's? George's. Yeah. Yeah, George's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, I'm going with those ones. It's it's hard to pick one because dudes would always, you know, it's like they'd mix it up. And I, I kind of, you know, stick to the same thing. I would go to the, I'd go to Yosh. But Yosh, yeah. it's always like, you know, it's always where you were going to go, you know, and that, I always, you know. I miss it sometimes, but um, oh, of course, do Simple you have favorite. a favorite person from your no fun favorite? That's no funniest person, funniest from your time at O'Day. Funniest person. There were some dudes who were jokes in my class. I don't know if I can go funniest. Like I said, I'll go. My my best friend Ben Johnson was hilarious. We were always cracking jokes. I think. Julius McDade was up there. He <laughs> was always cracking jokes. Um, so many dudes, man. But yeah, those would be my two. Always laughing. Always laughing, bro. How would you describe, well, you talked about it a little bit, right? But how would you describe the brotherhood in your own words if someone put you on the spot and, told, and asked for your own definition of, mm-hmm. of the, O'Day, the, the O'Day brotherhood? I would say to take it further, obviously, like we know what it means, just the brotherhood, because like we've been through it. But if I had to elaborate on that, I would just say kind of like I said earlier, it's a group. It's it's more than just a brotherhood. It's a family that you have that will support you no matter what. You know what I mean? Like in whatever industry, because it's such it's such a melting pot of so many different people with so many different backgrounds, which Mm -hmm. I think is amazing. It just opens you up to whole new perspectives, first of all, while you're there. And then beyond that, people are so connected in so many different categories and areas after O'Day, you just feel like no matter where you're at or like what you need, your family's got you at the end of the day, Um, especially if you stay in touch and everyone's down to stay in touch. I've talked to so many different dudes and it's all, you know, the Facebook groups and all that stuff. Like it's just people who got each other's backs forever. Like there's no, no strings attached, nothing needed to be said. It's just like, yep, you're from O'Day. I got you. Period. It's just simple. Just, yeah, it's, yeah. I think you, I think you did a good job there of uh, really putting it into words. So if, if you were to, if I were to hire you to be the, one of the guys at open house, 
and someone was unsure if they were gonna you know i don't know if i want to go to a day and they it's all all boys or whatever and i'm just not sure mm-hmm. do you have a pitch could you come up with a pitch uh if they were, you know, they were kind of on the fence, you know, mm-hmm. weren't sure. Yeah, I feel like I would be a great example for someone, uh, you know, if I was trying to tell someone to go to O'Day, you know, obviously it's whatever works best for you and everyone's an individual. But from my own experience, I went my freshman year, uh, I transferred out and I ended up going to Blanchette. There were some family reasons involved, excuse me. Um, but I got to see something else and then I ended up going back to O'Day. Um, And in my experience, having seen the both, I just feel like O'Day, I would tell someone's parents or or tell the person that was looking at going there. It's, it's just a place where you figure out who you are so much faster than anywhere else. You know, there's no distractions. It's like a strong group of people around you and the teachers, everyone that's, you know, up top is all supportive and wants you to be, you know, a great person, wants to help you get to there. There's no distractions. And I'm not saying girls can be distractions for young men, but it's definitely an environment that allows you to just be yourself. And that's why I think so many people have such a great time at O'Day is they're just, you're with your bros like that. And you're, I mean, that's, you're chilling with your bros at school and that's just how it feels. And you're working towards that best version of yourself around a lot of the people that are doing the same thing and a great group of teachers and mentors that want you to succeed. So that's what I would say. And I'm not, I'm not knocking Blanchett or saying that that doesn't happen there, but I wanted the traditional high school experience and I thought it would be better. I got it and I realized it wasn't better for me. And so that's what I would say to people. Oh yeah. No, I feel like, yeah, I think you I think you put it right. You had uh, got to experience a difference, and you know you saw it, and you were able to compare the two. Uh, and like you said, it's it's for some people, you know, obviously it doesn't work out for them. They leave, and that's you know, there's no knock against them. But um, I think, like you said, they do. I always put it as you're you're with your bros. That's kind of how I know it, you know. And then that's mm-hmm. how I, how it felt and what was the truth to me. So um, I think you put it well. Did you have a favorite sport in high school outside of football? Because you, you spoke about playing basketball, mm-hmm. competed in hurdles, high and long jump, four by 100 meter relay. Mm-hmm. So you, you were keeping yourself busy back then, too. So definitely. Did you, was there anyone that, you know, definite favorite? I mean, I think, I think definite favorite. No, nah, I couldn't put one up. I'd say probably my favorite was track. Track was unbelievable. That was when I, you know, I, started my friendship with miles obviously um so that was super fun we were just always that's the other thing about track is it's like it's simple events and you go out there and work but at at the end of the day you're just having fun out there you know you take the bus to west seattle it's beautiful outside you're running around joking around the girls from holy names are there um and so it's just a fun time um but I did have some really fun memories from freshman year golf team. Uh, my big bro, David Fanua, Michael Shalom, uh, they were both seniors. I had grown up golfing with them. So that was a ton of fun. Uh, not a whole lot of people know that I golfed before I started playing football. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I got to say those days, even back with Jack Floor, I remember Jack and Miles would wrestle at track practice and Mr. Butorik would just be like, whatever, you guys figure it out. He wouldn't even care. It was so funny. Speaking of our friend Miles there, is there a time, anything that, you know, from O'Day at least, is mm-hmm. there a favorite moment you have with Miles back then? Um. Uh, he would be mad that I'm telling a story like this, but I would say it's a proud bro moment. Um, I would say my favorite moment from me and his friendship in high school was the, his senior year state track meet, the hundred meter dash final. I was watching, I was watching the race from up in the stands and he was running against Ray Ray Wells, who from beach lightning fast he's at wazoo running track right now he's like famous for doing all these videos jumping over stuff um and i was up top of my dad and right before the race miles was like i'm gonna go get it and i was like yep and and i was like yeah he's gonna win and then it was like a photo finish like unbelievable photo finish and 
and there was like a scoreboard that showed all the times right next to the uh, finish line. So all the dudes turned around and ran back to it and waited. And I, I knew he won from up in the stands. And then I really knew because I looked down and he didn't even go over and look at the scoreboard because he knew he won. And then they announced it and he was just chilling over on the other side. And I just remember that moment just being like, that's my dude. Like that's, that's one of the coolest things I've seen. Um, not just in the sporting realm, just ever period. And that's when I was like, I freaking respect this dude. And I'm so pumped that I can be friends with him. So I would say that was the moment. Yeah. It was uh, really cool talking to miles. Uh, cause he was, he was my first interview, you know, and I remembered it was, uh, I think we were playing, it was Paulo and the guys were playing, uh, East side down at Seattle U and, Miles walked by, I was like, shoot, because I was trying to start doing interviews. I was like, shoot, I got to go talk to this guy. Mm -hmm. And he was super chill about it, you know, it's still been. And so I'm hoping to do number two with him here soon, but that's for later. Um, And then this is a question that he seemed to enjoy. Do you have a favorite Coach Kohler moment? Because, I mean, Kohler's been in my life since, I mean, I played played, uh, Little League with John. I don't know how that worked because I'm a couple years older than him. I don't know how that worked. But I, he's always been in my life, and he's known my grandparents. So uh, I, I don't want to call him by his first name. I'm not going to do that. But, mm-hmm. I've, uh, you know, he's, he's always been a funny guy. And, you know, I've known him forever, so he's always been cool. So do you, is there anything that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, I think it's, so, it's funny that you say that um, because he's my stepdad. So it's always been money. And it, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I would always have to call him Coach Kohler or, uh at the school but it's and second I'm home it's Monty so when people you know say that I'm like no nah, it's just Monty but I know it does ring it, the name coach rings for him um uh, I would say my favorite coach color moment and there's a lot because he was the head track coach my freshman year I believe so all the track memories were so fun uh I feel like that's when he's the most loose is in that environment. He mm. he's joking around, the sun's out. He he's a Montana boy, so he likes the he likes the <laughs> um but I would say it was my senior year, we were playing Blanchett and I caught a touchdown on a backdoor post route in the and it was the first touchdown in the game, I wanna say. And I spiked the ball right after because it was Ooh. It was Blanchett, man. It was my yeah. own school. Oh, yeah. Like I, I'm coming back for vengeance at their field. Like night game, first night game I think they ever had. It was it was lit. Their pack stand, spiked the ball, got the penalty after. And I remember I walked back on the sideline and everyone was turned up. And I knew he was gonna say something. And he just freaked out on me. And he was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, uh. and then at the end of it, he just hugged me. It was like great catch, son. And I was like. <laughs> It's just like there's no one you would rather play for than Coach Kohler in high school, at least. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was always cool, whether it was during two-a-days and hearing him yell, hearing his voice echo across the field, or just seeing him in the classroom uh, going and bothering his class, which shouldn't shouldn't have been doing. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it's uh, he's he's always been a figure in my life, and he's a guy that he's done so much, you know, and so – He's, he's always going to be somebody that I remember. Um, so I'm going to transfer into UW here. Uh, what came, how did that come to, how did attending the University of Washington come to fruition? Because obviously, you know, it's the school here. I mean, Wazoo is out in Pullman, so it's a different thing. But not everybody decides, you know, that's not for them. What, what pieces came together for you to attend the University of Washington? Uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. So going into the, my senior year, I thought I was going to try to go to track for, or college for track. Um, and then I obviously played football and it was a blast and it wasn't kind of after the season, I got first team all state, um, which is cool thing, but uh, it didn't mean much to me. And then coach Kohler was like, do you want to, you want to take this seriously at the next level? Like, would you want to give it a shot? And I was, and I, you know, I had never thought of it. And so I really started thinking about it. And then I was like, yeah. And so he emailed a handful of coaches. Um, I was like this close to going down to U- university of San Diego and playing down there um, and probably playing receiver too is what they wanted me to do. And then one coach Gregory at UW uh, emailed me and said, yeah, we love, we love the tape. Like we could definitely, you know, see him doing an invited walk on 
um, but he has to get into the school first. So then it was like, boom. So I only applied to UW and I got waitlisted wow. and like, I didn't know if I was going to get in because I was on the wait list and that could go until June. And so it was like during the middle of track season. And I'm still thinking if I don't hear back about this, either I'm 100 percent going to USD or I'm going to go do track somewhere um, mm -hmm. like late admit or something. And then I finally heard that I got in. And when I found out I got in, I emailed them and they're like, yep, we're like you're you're on the team. We're so excited. And so the rest is history but that's how i mean it's tricky because i get a lot of people reaching out to me on like instagram and social media about you know you were a walk-on how like what would advice would you give me and it's tricky because it's like i have such a you know unique scenario where it kind of just worked out perfectly and i'm grateful for it um but yeah that's kind of how the whole uw thing i never i never wanted to go to uw i wanted to go school down in california you know mm -hmm. i just wanted to get away from home i know a lot of people feel the same way yeah. um but it just happened, you know, it's, I, I went to games as a kid, you, you dream of that, you know, so I, I couldn't pass up on that opportunity. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always something to think about, you know, I hear, I always, that's why I asked the question, you know, because a lot of people, they either going to go, they want to get away from home, they want to go East Coast, or they want to go down to California. Mm -hmm. um, like, do you, you know, Hank Prezelensky? Mm -hmm. Yeah, big Hank went down there, you know, I only mm -hmm. think about him because of, uh, special teams unit but you know it's uh, yep. it's you know when we get the sun like this in the spring here and there with the spring when the summer i'm like damn you know this this is pretty nice you know so you can't beat it you can't beat it yeah uh, um do you i'm gonna continue with the coach's theme here as we talked about uh kohler coach peterson and his time here you know what what sticks out to you the most from him because he's, you know, I always heard good things about him from players, you know, and there's always sort of a good feedback. What do you remember most from Coach Peterson? Uh, what he, what kind of impact he left on you? Mm. I think the first thing that comes to mind is just kind of how much respect I have for him. You know, I think being able to, my first year was that 2016 year where they went to the playoffs and played in the Peach Bowl. And it was just like, it felt like I was watching a movie, you know, like I was just a walk on. I knew I wasn't going to play that year, just like working out, being with the team. And it's just like, it's this movie and all these star characters, you know, with so many talented players. And then at the head of it all is Coach Pete. And it's like, it's his program. He runs the ship. It's just like, he's this like figure that you like, you know, Don, what they say about Don James and the statue and just this demeanor he had, he's he's the man in the stadium that eyes are on and that's coach Pete just owned that. And he was just such a well-rounded individual past, you know, looking at him as this, you know, crazy figure. He's just all around complete person. And there's nothing that isn't important to him about a man being a man more than football. It's every asset of your life represents who you are. And coach Pete, totally made people into well-rounded individuals which is such a respectable thing um and not every coach in the country is doing not a whole lot of coaches are doing anything like that you know it's just football and and there's no impact on the person's life outside of that and so i'm so grateful for coach pete and all the lessons he shared with us and he's he's the man for sure that was always you know what i heard because when he decided to stop coaching you know i was like oh shoot you know, and then mm -hmm. like right after that happened, it was always, oh, he he left such a big imp I don't remember who it was specifically, but a bunch of guys came out and said he left such a big impact on me as a man. You know, and I, I always enjoy hearing about that because, you know, like you said, some people, it's just, you know, we're it's just the game. That's all it is. So it's uh, it's always good to hear that because I'm, that's something that's like that's something that elevates this school, you know, over mm -hmm. different other ones. Um, so talking about the new, the new guy, coach Lake, what are your thoughts on him? How has your experience been with him, you know, in his obviously first year with the way that things have gone, it's, it's tough to, you know, really put mm -hmm. a year, um, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, Jimmy Lake and, uh, how have things been with him? And you're obviously looking towards a full slate this next year, hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 
I absolutely love Coach Lake. He is the freaking man. Um, and like you, like you said, just a year. He's just been the head coach for a year. But yeah, I've been, I've been, I would say fairly close with Coach Lake ever since I met him. You know, my fresh, my freshman year. Um, he's just always been such a good energy. Like he brings one of the most amazing energies to you know a team setting that I've seen since I've played football. Um, and it's so cool to be able to have him at the head now and, and dispersing that energy everywhere. Um, but he's just always so a beat. He, he wants to compete. I think that's the one thing that coach Lake is really impressed upon us is just competition and everything. I don't care if it's, you know, spring ball and you're competing for an actual spot or you're going up and wait during January front squatting, you know, like you're competing with the people around you and that breeds confidence that breeds success. Um, and I mean, he just, I think I like talking about kind of how he's different from Coach Pete, because I think Coach Pete is kind of an over, overseer, you know, he mm-hmm. understands how everything flows and operates. And then Coach Lake wants to be right in there with you. Like, he's the first guy giving you a high five running off the field, all that stuff. And there's just a certain energy that that brings to the game that is is really cool and so i am i would die for coach lake i'm excited to have one more year with him it's going to be a lot of fun now we're looking looking at i had to ask i remember when this happened i remember uh hearing about it because i I wasn't able to watch it because i had to work that day but against arizona and that two-point conversion i have to ask what's going through your head while that's happening kamari pleasant scores how does that get drawn up do they hit do this did they want to go for two initially or what what's going on what happened in that oh, in that time frame? Oh, I, will, I will never live it down I will never live that play down that's like the first thing that's the first thing coach uh Robert said to me when I went to practice like a couple <laughs> weeks ago and that happened uh, yeah so we had practiced that play we knew we were gonna run it we just didn't know when um and it was looking like we probably weren't gonna get a chance to run it and then we started running it up and uh my coach came out of nowhere he's like next if we score again we're running that play and so I was getting all ready because it's supposed to be a throw and so I was warming my arm up trying to be discreet um <laughs> on the sideline and and then Kamari broke that long run and usually when it's like a methodical drive and it gets down and there's a handful of plays the coaches rethink it like they'll be like ah nah like mm-hmm. they're very picky about running fake and for this instance, it was like, okay, we're going to run it. They told us, and then they scored on like the next play. And they're like, yep, we're running it. And so we just went out there and I took the steps I was supposed to take. Everything went smoothly and I went to throw it and he, Cade was completely covered up. Oh, shit. And I remember that weekend, I remember that weekend practice, Coach Lake, when we were running, it came up to me. He was like, well, if Cade's not open, he's like, don't worry, he'll be open. I'm sure of it but you're going to just have to make an athletic play because you're an athlete. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's enough. I got to do something. And so Kay wasn't open. I took, I put my foot and just started going downhill. And what everyone is so confused about why I didn't dive is because I literally thought I scored. That was like, I, I'm uh... I thought like I saw the goal line and, it, and there wasn't anyone like right in front. So I'm like, oh, I scored. Like I'm literally in the end zone. Nothing's going to happen. And then boop. It's a, it's a yeah. quick game up, up in the D1 level, um, and I was on my back, and they didn't call it, and I think I got it in, but the rest is history, and we'll come back better next year. From what I had seen when I watched the video when I got home, it looked like it crossed the goal. I, I, cross the plane yeah. is from yep. what I've always learned watching this game for as long as I have. Well, I'm not that old, but, you know, I, I thought. I, I, hey, you and me I don't both. get paid to make those decisions, though, so, you know. Um, to keep with that year, well, year, I don't know. It's hard for me to say year, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what was that whole season? Like, cause I'm sure you, I mean, it had to have been so different than normal years with protocols and then, you know, certain games, you know, I don't remember where it first started, but you know, no apple cup and then mm-hmm. you don't get to play Oregon or yeah, you know, and just how all that all changed. And then you learn there's no bowl game, you know, Obviously, I'm not harping against it because certain things happen and you got to take the right protocols and it's, you know, better to be safe. Yeah. But what, what, was, what were things like as a player throughout the year? Um, I would say, you know, the first thing is it's 
it was kind of nice. Like I'll, I'll kind of rewind all the way to fall ball. So during the summer, it wasn't during the summer or whenever it was, but usually, you know, there's a lot of media around that kind of stuff. There's interviews after all the practices, you got to be kind of on, on your tight, you know, talking about the right stuff. And it can kind of be a distraction to football. You know, they kind of, sometimes they'll create narratives and you'll realize it during the interview and you'll be like, wait a second, I, you know, what? that's not a question that, you know, I want to answer or want to yeah. think about. And so having none of that stuff is really nice. You know, there's not any distractions. And then that kind of leads into the season with no fans and all that stuff. You know, everyone was, everyone has their own opinion on it, but the way I viewed it is, less distractions so it, it becomes so much more about playing the game you know what i mean mm -hmm. the energy levels all of that stuff you know that you take for granted when you're looking at a game with fan scenario and you know the funny thing for me that i found is the majority of people that were saying like oh no fans that sucks it was like fans you know like my friends and family yeah. who couldn't be there but you know anyone who from the players yeah it's fun to have fans there but when it comes down to the football, nothing changes, you know, whether there's fans or not, it's just like, it allows you to focus a little bit more on the game. Um, so that was kind of the biggest interesting thing about the season. Obviously it's disappointing. Our first game against Cal was canceled and you're just so excited yeah. for that game one. And then to have that kind of be anticlimactic, that's tough. Um, COVID is just such a weird, you know, our half of our facilities are open. We're getting tested every day. It's just, it, you felt like kind of a robot, uh, you know, during certain periods. And, you know, the, the whole NCAA thing is a whole another conversation. And I think this year showed a lot of different light on certain characteristics that are not necessarily the best about the NCAA, but like I said, other conversation, but at the end of the day, I got to be out there with my brothers and we played and we played four games, I think. And that's four games I'm grateful for. And I'm happy to get another year of eligibility, but there were a lot of things about this season that I'm so happy with, you know, it was a lot of time, whether or not we're playing a full season, we were working on football that whole time. And that's always fun to be with a full group of guys for that long. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the COVID season for sure. When you found out about, you know, that uh, another year of eligibility, was there any hesitation or were you just like, I'm taking it? Yeah, I was at first I was kind of confused at how it was going to work. Yeah. But then once I understood, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like for me, it was my first year as a starting punter um, and kind of going into it, knowing I was going to be the starting punter. It's just a whole different mindset. And so when I figured that out, I was like, oh, cool. This is just kind of like a practice year. Like it's like. I can get, you know, I can feel it out, you know, not having to worry about because I used to punt here and there in the games, but I wouldn't know, you know, and that's a whole different mindset, just having to be prepared for something, even if it might not happen. And mm -hmm. so moving into the starting role, it was really just like, okay, cool, practice season, and then let's go unleash, you know, for the real season next year. So, yeah. Just, you know, how that all played out with, oh, Cal's not happening. I was like, God damn, you know, and then – uh, you know, I don't remember who first it was, who the first game of the season was, but obviously Stanford and Arizona, you know, Arizona obviously talked about that one, but, yep. and then here and there's no Apple cup. I'm like, ah, shoot. Cause Apple cup, you know, being from around here, there's always talk about the Apple cup yep. and then there's no Oregon and then there's no bowl game. It's like, well, shoot. Cause I kind of was like, damn, what's it like for those guys? Cause you know, you, you got to prepare still, but Obviously, you know, when you're part of that team and you spend so much time with them, it's not like, oh, I'm out here lifting weights. This is terrible. No, you're with everybody, you know, at least yeah. that's how I imagine it was. So it's, it's, it's just more time and more time working on your craft with, you know, these people that you know. So I always just wondered what was, you know, what's it like going on in there? So, oh man, it's, yeah, it's tough. Um, just the whole, like people say that, you know, missing out on a game, that's tough. And, and fans don't really understand that it's really like those rivalry games is like a whole week, you know, like we got a bunch of people, ex Huskies coming in that were legends talking to us. And it's just like all those experiences, I'm lucky to have four or five good ones so far, but that's like what it's all about. And that's like the reason it's so fun to go watch those games is because of the energy that I would, I'm just going to say you dub. I don't know about Wazoo. 
Um, but just the energy that we bring to that game, to the Oregon game, it's just like, it's a different game of football. It's a different level. It's like, it really is. There's some in the air. And so it is tough for, you know, stuff like that to even without fans, you know, playing against playing in that stadium. It's just, there's something to it, you know, that I can't really explain, but. Even uh, before everything hit, because that first game with a normal year was supposed to be Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, so and uh, do you know if the, because it was supposed to be a home and home series from what mm-hmm. I understand, is the UW game, the game in Montlake, is that just scratched or? Yeah, that's just scratched. So we, we play down there next year. So, yeah. Because I was looking forward to Michigan, you know, obviously Jim oh, yeah. Harbaugh and playing that program damn so i I hadn't known about that so thank you um so let's just transition into this is there any game i'm i'm giving you a couple questions where it's tough to just pinpoint one is there a game in your time at uw that was just head and shoulders above the rest like this is a game that i'll always remember yeah i've got two and they're both from freshman year um and i would say the one that everyone would tell you is the Stanford game when we beat Stanford. And then I think we went into, I think either fifth or fourth place or Stanford was four. It was Christian McCaffrey senior year. I forget um, the exact specifications of it, but that game and the fans rushed the field and we smoked them and everyone stayed until the fourth quarter and then rushed the field. That was unbelievable. Seeing my friends on the field. It's crazy. But the most lit game hands down for me is the USC game that year which we did lose, which is why no one really talks about it. But the blackout, it was a night game. SC, I think, was ranked way ahead of us at the start of the year. It was They had Darnold and yep. Dory Jackson. And Rossi broke off Dory for the touchdown on the sideline. That was just the most, like, unbelievable atmosphere I think I've ever experienced, no matter where, where I'm at or what. you know event in life that was just like I remember looking around being like this isn't real like this doesn't look real in the nighttime like you could see all the people just moving around in their seats and then you know some of those night games you look out on the field and it just seems like everything stops because the lights on the players like it just looks like everything is slow motion and that was one of those nights and that was that's the one I think of for sure yeah, that game, even though, yeah, even though we lost it, I was at that game, and that was that was something else. Because, like you said, they had Darnold. They might have had Juju. I don't remember. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Yep. So, I mean, that was a stacked team, and then we had a stacked team, too. So, it was just – it was some of those, you know, you're making me remember all the – because I obviously haven't been down there. I'm not a player, you know. Mm-hmm. But being in the stands for some of those games, some of the atmosphere is just, you know, you miss it. You really miss it uh, during yeah. all this. So, Speaking of different atmospheres, it's it's not necessarily I don't know how it is to you, but the Rose Bowl, you know, with mm-hmm. that whole experience being down in Pasadena and granddaddy of them all, you know, mm-hmm. what was your experience like with that? Oh, that is unbelievable. That's I, I can't believe I forgot to say the Rose Bowl, but um that was, it's tough because the game was tough, not what we wanted. You obviously want to win the Rose Bowl, and it was just an interesting game um, the way it unfolded. But just that whole week, you feel like you're a celebrity. You know, it feels like they shut the whole city down. You know, all the events you go to. That's the thing about bowl games is you go to events throughout the week. Um, and we were fortunate to go to some really cool ones. So we got to see kind of what's what's what with the, you know, bowl game stuff. And the Rose Bowl is just like, a step above everything else it's just like the meals you're getting are unbelievable get to go to disneyland all that stuff it's just like the rose bowl makes you feel like a little kid again that's what's so fun about it um you feel like a little kid just excited to play you know like you're five again until you step out on the field and you see everyone you know after you so you warm up it's the most beautiful field beautiful conditions you'll ever see for a game i'm biased but it's facts and then you go in the locker room and come back out and it's filled and you just look around and I remember just thinking like this this can't be real this doesn't look real the ground doesn't feel real and then the game starts and it's like boom it's real so lock in and yeah that there's something in the air at Pasadena I don't know if you win or not but oh yeah no I was there and uh do you know uh it was the it was the year that the playoff game there was a lady who held up a sign that said we want Bama. And mm-hmm. that yeah. 
Oh, you, you do you know Johnny, right? Oshner? Yeah. Yeah, it was his and I've known his mom for a bit just because I know David, his his brother. Yeah. And she was right behind me. And I went down with my father and my uncle. And it, it, I mean, it, at least for me, being down there, it was a whole different experience. I was like, this is very, very different. Yep. You know, and I mean, Ohio State, I mean, they've got a they've had a great program for as probably as long as they've been around, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, I mean, the number, you know, the, the points started coming back. And then Miles, I think Miles threw a touchdown in that game. I might be wrong. I think he had a trick play where he tossed one. Yeah, um, he did. Over the, yeah, I remember that, the jump pass. Yeah, and I mean, I remember leaving that game because it was Urban Meyer's last game and it was all of this. And But, I mean, I was like, I got to go to the Rose Bowl. So, I, you know, I still enjoyed it. And I was, you know, uh, I'll always remember that, you know. But so it, it brings me another fact because I went the next year to the Las Vegas Bowl um, I'm sure things are different, but did you have, was that an enjoyable experience as well? Cause you're in Vegas, you know, so mm-hmm. how, yeah. how, how was that one? How was that game? Yeah, I mean, that one was, that one was a lot of fun. You know, it's a totally different bowl game, not as high of expectations or anything, but you get an awesome hotel room and, you know, on the strip, which is really cool. We stayed in, uh, well, I'm blanking on it. Anyway, it's at the very end. Um, hmm. Wow, I can't remember. Anyways, uh, it's a have super a funny shape. Uh, it's like a big gold one. It's like oh, on the very end. I only know like Luxor, a couple of them. Yeah, it's right next to Luxor. Oh, That's... shoot, okay. Huh. Oh, Mandalay Bay, Mandalay Bay. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got you now. Yeah, I got you so now. we got to stay there. That was a beautiful hotel room. Super fun week. It's cool to, you know, there's so many good places to eat. You know, you check out the casinos, gamble a little bit, play some blackjack, all that. Uh, it's a really fun week like at the end of the day it's super fun just being around the strip you know the game it's fun being in uh that weather obviously anytime the sun's out it's good um and then the game was cool you know it was really cool for coach pete to be able to play boise state you know i think it's hard to feel the history of moments when you're in the moments but if you look back on that that was a very you know satisfying ending for coach pete and i think it's kind of storybook ending to be able you know to be a part of that game and to just kind of you know I remember it was so fun and it was just like yeah it's not you know as big as those other games we were playing in obviously you want to you know do a little better than that but for what it's worth once you're in the game enjoy it take it in and that was that was a lot of fun that was a great week yeah because I I remember that and being uh, all around the strip and seeing the Boise State jerseys or the colors and I mean on those uh those bowl game experiences, you know, I was hoping to go to one last year, but obviously, you know, things change, mm-hmm. but bowl games, yeah. it's uh, it's definitely cool to go and see just the surrounding area and obviously the game, but you know, so speaking of going and traveling to these places outside of like the bowl games, cause I'm sure, you know, I hope the, I'm sure the Rose bowl takes a different president compared to other ones, but mm-hmm. is there an away stadium to you that you have, you would uh, say you enjoy the most out of any of the away stadiums that you've been to? Mm. yeah i would say it's tough because the pac-12 is cool uh it's a cool place to play um i gotta go with three um i think so my first year i didn't travel with the team um but me and my dad went down to the oregon game when we won 70 to 21 um so i was at that game on the sideline and that was my first away game in college and that was probably one of the most lit games of my experience so and i've actually grew up don't tell anyone this i grew up uh, an oregon duck fan i love their jerseys i'm sure i have to end the call now (laughs) no terrible terrible um i know it's hard to say i I had to hold my tongue the other day in our facility i was gonna say because i wore this (laughs) shirt um and um anyways that Autzen Stadium man I don't care where you're from or you know what your school is that's an unbelievable facility altogether the stadium is cool the atmosphere is so cool um that and for it to be my first taste it was just like oh yeah this is this is cool this level of football is different you know because I've seen what it's like at Husky Stadium and now I see what it's like here and this is going to be sick um so that's up there and then um the next one i would say just because it's the best place for kicking punning um is arizona 
unbelievable. We played, I, I think, later on in the season, and it was still a night game, and you're wearing shorts. I mean, and you're not wearing tights. You're not wearing anything below your pads. Like, it's just smooth out there. Your muscles are warm right off the bus, you know? Like, you don't have to sit in the hot tub for 10 minutes before you go out there to be warm enough. Um, and the ball just flies. It's at elevation. It's warm air. It's just like you feel, I mean – gosh you're just lucky to be able to kick there and then Colorado is just such a cool town um you know the bus ride in is like a 45 minute and you go up mm -hmm. right all through the campus in the hills it's like tucked we played on a sunset we played uh when it was dumping snow um it's just a cool environment you feel like you're out in the wilderness playing and it's it's like a, the stands come really close to the sideline so you can hear all the fans and um those are my three, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun playing in the Pac-12. There's some cool places. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, – I guess you, you've got a very good point with Arizona. You've got a very good point. Um, mm -hmm. And then now this is, this is something that I'm curious to hear because I, I'm, I've always been a Nike person. But mm -hmm. so when, when things change, and it's Adidas now, obviously, and I'm wearing the Adidas one – do you do you have any preference as a player? Obviously, I'm sure it's different because you actually get the game jersey. Do yeah. you have a preference between either the, the Nike ones or the Adidas ones? Uh -huh. Or you know, I I would say if I had to, I would have a preference. I I like the Nike stuff a little more, but you got to come back. You know, I got to come back to being grateful, and everything we get is free. You know, like so, I can nitpick about the gear and the way stuff fits at the end of the day, it's free though. And I'm grateful for it. And I think that's the mindset you got to have. And I know people like to talk about the jerseys and the different cuts and all that stuff. Um, I think both schools do a lot of cool stuff. Um, Adidas did some really, the black jerseys we did this year, I thought were super cool. Um, I'm starting to figure out what kind of shoes I like. It takes a while to, you know, cause they've got a bunch of different models, all that yeah. stuff. So I've got some shoes I like, which is all that matters. And then I just take what they give me. Um, no complaints, but yeah, there's definitely differences. Um, the Adidas jerseys were a little tight at first. I don't know if hmm. you can tell what you're watching, but they're a little snug, so I had to upgrade my jersey size. But other than that, it's all fun stuff. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, so you've talked a little bit about, obviously, the game against USC and those blackout jerseys and then the ones from the past year. In your time here, obviously, it's – always really cool when they put the chrome domes on or, mm -hmm. you know, the different combinations. Is there a favorite uniform that you've got? Yeah, I would say, and this sucks because no one talks about this one either because we lost the game. But when we played down at Cal um, 2019, I believe, we wore the all white with the purple chrome helmets. Oh, no. That, yeah, those... that was, <sighs> yeah, that was my favorite for sure. It's always really cool because I mean, UW can do that, you know, and I think it's, I think it's all college can, yeah, I think all of college can mess with, you know, different helmets and different looks. NFL still got the helmet rule, which I think they might be working on this year, but it's always, I always, I don't know, the, the, the Chrome always stuck out to me. It's like, wow. You can always get really good pictures oh, yeah. of those too, but no, Super that's cool, a, yeah. that's a good pick. That's, you know, um, I thought the black ones were really nice. I was kind of, interested to see what they did with them here but uh yeah I, that's that's a good pick that's a good pick so speaking about i don't know if you know this is a segue but i mean different kind of clothing items mm -hmm. we're gonna get into homs and i remember when i talked to miles about it he always he said that was racist baby you know so to get into that i want to talk about the pop-up first because we i think i was i was going to speak about it a little bit when we started but i wanted to hold it to stay in the slate of questions I had here. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously the one on Valentine's weekend got canceled because of getting you know, however many inches of snow we had. And you had one a little bit ago. I mm -hmm. think it was just Saturday and Sunday. Um, what, what was the pop-up experience like and how did that go? Um, that was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um, you know, one of the things that is interesting for me I feel like that not a whole lot of people know is like how I interact with people over the Homs account especially with it being COVID and the you know everyone being on quarantine and all that stuff the last however long um 
you don't realize like you're talking to a bunch of these people for an extended period of time, often over social media and you don't have a face to put to it. You don't, but you're talking about, you know, friendly stuff, sometimes mental health discussions, you know, you're getting vulnerable with someone and transparent and it's hard when you don't get to, you know, interact face to face. And so I think that has been interesting to then get to see some of those people at the pop-up. That was one of the most kind of, cool aspects of the pop-up for me um the venue's awesome um we'll definitely be doing a few more uh in the future at that venue for sure so definitely get a chance if you haven't um that was the thing with valentine's day weekend because i think it was friday saturday sunday right mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna go on a friday and then i saw the snow i was like ah shoot and i work on weekends so i was like i was gonna go in before you know friday i was like ah damn so Missed out on that, but you know, that's what I was gonna you you answered it already doing more there. Uh I you know that it's a good point because like you said, you get so used to doing things through the phone, you know, or just over these accounts. Um, but then to just say, Oh, you know, you're whatever, you know, and uh that's that no, that definitely makes sense. And it's uh I got, you know, if you ever I mean, I'll do, I follow the account, so I'll know when that mm -hmm. happens, you know, but that's definitely pretty good. Do you have, a, uh, you've already worked with, I mean, you already mentioned you want to continue to work at that venue. Is there any other place you'd want to or have been talked with about doing it elsewhere or? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, the cool thing about clothes is you can kind of plug it in anywhere. Um, and so I've had a couple stores around the Seattle area reach out to me about, you know, maybe selling some stuff. So that's, a, you know, wholesale pricing is a whole different conversation. So mm -hmm. I'd have to kind of verse myself in that stuff before I got into that. Obviously, like Nordstrom would be kind of a pie in the sky. So cool if we could do it that that's a little more down the road. I know you got to have bigger quantities to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, just any, you know, like the Fremont market, I think is really cool. The Ballard market, anytime you get a chance to, you know, if it's just like a one day kind of thing, it's fun to go out and do that stuff. You just oh, yeah. make, you know, I love playing around with the clothing side of it. So like, if I get a little opportunity like that, I'll do stuff that is only available at that market. I think it's cool for the people that come across it. Um, it gives them a reason to kind of, oh, maybe I should get this. Like, that's kind of cool. No one else that doesn't come here is going to get a chance to get it. Um, you know, all the streetwear brands that are, you know, successful do stuff like that, make people feel like that. And I think that's a super fun element of the brand is because it builds customer loyalty. It builds kind of that community because everyone feels a little more special about the hoodie they got. So that's a super fun side of the pop-ups for me. And that's why no matter where it is, I'm always down for pop-ups. And I think there's a lot of cool venues around Seattle. Um, and then obviously COVID has, has put a trump on some of that stuff, but moving forward it'll be a lot of fun so you kind of talked about you know design and uh having stuff that's exclusive to you know like you said a certain pop-up is there a favorite design that you've worked on to this point is there something that's like hey this is like my pride and joy until this point or is it kind of like this is you know you just kind of enjoy what you work with in general yeah um man that is tough there's a lot um i would say obviously the phases design is my favorite that's just the bread and butter of hans um the first logo i ever drew was on a piece of notebook paper and that's kind of what i what i roll with that's the uh, profile picture for hans on instagram which is kind of it's got a soft spot my sister gave me the idea for the design so that's kind of fun um but i would say it in terms of from like the design standpoint um going beyond just the design i've started working with manufacturers in pakistan um who take the product all the way down to scratch and so i would say oh, wow. like getting beyond just like something you design on an ipad and then slap on a t-shirt being able to design a product from scratch has been i've gotten you know one shipment of samples i'm working on a second right now that has a special place in my you know kind of design realm so far it's just like down to the you know the zipper and the little thing that hangs off the zipper and the inside of the jacket you know things that are overlooked i think from a designer standpoint those are the things that are most fun to design so definitely yeah you kind of talked about well no you can't really talked about it. you were talking about working with somebody but uh for wholesale but in terms of like uh product right uh do you have like a collaboration that 
you know, you don't have right now, because I know you've got, uh, I am sorry for forgetting who it was, but you've got uh, a partnership of sorts uh, with somebody in jewelry, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in there, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody that's like you'd really like to work with for Homs or anything that's um, in the works? Definitely. I think one of the ones that's in the workings right now is um, I've got his painting back there. So a guy by the name of Crick Dozer, he owns Dozer's Warehouse Gallery. I'm sure you've seen. Um, uh, we did a couple photo shoots or one photo shoot there. Hopefully do a couple more. Um, he's the man. His He's he's unbelievable. And I think, you know, I was telling Miles this because he met him. He's good friends with him as well. Uh, we both bought some pieces from him. Um anytime you know someone like that he he's a genuine artist he's a hundred percent through and through a real artist you know his work is around the city you know that's real art i you know i'm able to do stuff on my ipad i'm i'm decent at drawing but you know he is a thoroughbred and anytime you get to work with someone like that or the opportunity comes up you got to take it and that's been so awesome for me we're we're working on a collab right now it's a couple simple hoodies but They'll be really cool. Um, so that's definitely something that works. And then I would say, you know, long term, there's a lot of, you know, companies that will be a dream come true. And that's kind of stuff I, I'm not going to say I keep to myself, but it's just like there's certain things that I, I can envision. I feel like I'm the only one right now, but um, I'm excited for a lot of collabs in the future. I'm always down. Um, I'm all, I'm not always down to do a collab, but I'm always down to entertain a collab, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll hear an idea or, you know, but I think the cool part of collabs is taking two really cool things and putting them together. Um, And I think not, not too often, but there's a lot of times where, you know, someone might be collabing for the wrong reasons or, you know, there's, it's not the right image for both of them to do it. Um, and I think that's what it comes down to is just making sure it's like really, really cool brands and, and two cool messages and all that stuff coming together. Is there anything that you want to sort of tease that's coming up in any time soon or is everything you're trying to keep it a little bit hush hush? Uh, no, I, I love talking about it. Um, I would say I'm kind of hush hush, but general idea right now I'm working on outerwear uh I, I love puffy jackets um i'm working on those i think they're great for seattle uh all my friends from cali come up here and they're always cold i'm like well get a puffy jacket and you won't be cold um so i'm working on those right now i got a really cool batch coming in working on um, a couple different zip ups um like i said outerwear from scratch so it's going to be totally unique cool stuff um and then I'm working on a winter capsule for next year. So winter 2021, I believe. Um, And that's going to be like a whole capsule of different outerwear jackets. Um, I've been drawing a lot of inspiration from like Nike tech fleece. So working on kind of athletic outerwear um, stuff that fits, you know, all my friends on the football team, you know, bigger guys. So that's kind of been a fun thing with the manufacturing side is to work on fitting and how stuff, um, kind of wears so yeah other than that just kind of some new colorways and and it'll pop up randomly which i i think is a lot of fun it's always uh i mean i've seen it i think you've seen me comment on it with the jackets the puffy jackets i mean if you go to if you go to a day in the middle of winter there's a you know one classroom is at least filled with 75 percent puffy jackets just how yep. this is how it is so i think i think that'll uh, hit a home run there but um it's always really cool to you know see what you're working on you know you kind of tease it a little bit i'm like oh damn the jackets i was like damn um and even the stuff like like you mentioned with the exclusive pop-ups i'm like why am i stuck at work right now (laughs) i remember i was i because i got the kobe one when it dropped Mm -hmm. um and i was wearing it one day and it was like a just a completely purple and sort of gold thing you know and somebody asked me goes hey that's really cool where'd you get it and i was like I can tell them where they got it. You know, it's not like this, you know, as much as the brands are cool and all the other ones like Adidas is that's fine. But being able to sum with a story, like when I was doing my research for this, for speaking with you and even miles a little bit, cause I know he's got some input here and there, you know, I don't know how much input he's got, but you know uh, the stories with King five evening and Seattle times it's, you know, I didn't think about it until then. But, you know, reading that and thinking about how it came to be, you know, and 
it's 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 something that I thought about and I was like, hey, you know, this is I've thought about this kind of stuff sometimes. It's like, hey, if I'm not feeling the best someday, you know, sometimes I'm feeling, you know. So at least in that crowd, I was like, hey, you know, this is it resonated with me to end my rambling. You know, it's just really cool. And um, I'll have it linked here. But, you know, it's I, I like what you're doing. I like what you're working with. And um, it's it's always just really cool uh, to support. Like we talked about with O'Day, just to continue to support and see what's going on. And I, I'm, I'm going to get my, uh, myself out to one of those one of those pop ups. I got to make myself out there. So um, is there anything that you'd like to promote here? Obviously, we've kind of talked about Homs here, but if you want to put out the website or the social media, just um, this is your profile. Yeah. Super easy, just HOMS, Homs, and then Seattle for the website and Instagram. Um, but I'd say like if I wanted to promote something, it's stuff that's in the works beyond the clothing. So I'm working on, I've been working really hard on a charitable element char- charitable element to have attached to Homs. So obviously we did donate a po- portion of our proceeds to NAMI Seattle, uh, which is an awesome mental illness organization um, over in Ballard. There's the Seattle branch. And then I've got a bunch of cool ideas for how we can integrate um, other organizations and, you know, be able to help people. Um, And I've got some cool ideas for, you know, like I said, they're still in the workings. There's just so many moving parts that go into that kind of stuff. um, I'm sure as you can imagine, but especially when, you know, I don't have my full time to be able to dedicate to these kind of decisions and stuff like that. It's hard. And so when I get some time, there will be a lot of cool charitable aspects of Homs coming in the future, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I'll just need some time to develop. Oh yeah. And I mean, like we said, you're busy, you know, so to be able to sort of juggle these things is, you know, I'd say it's not short of anything, anything, uh, short of impressive, you know, so I want to thank you for your time. You know, we go from, oops, wrong side, O'Day to UW. And, you know, just, it's always really cool to talk to O'Day guys. Uh, Just because, you know, with some interviews, I kind of get nervous. I'm like, okay, I'm talking to so-and-so. But, you know, with you and Miles, it was like, hey, I don't know. Just, it just felt more like a conversation. Oh, yeah. So definitely appreciate it. Race Porter, I will link, oops, wrong side again. I will link everything in the description for the video of this. Um, thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, man. Baba Bowie.